Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for April 5th, 2020. It's the birthday of screen legend Betty Davis, born on this day in 1908 in Lowell, Massachusetts. Davis was an American actress of film, television, and theater. Regarded as one of the greatest actresses in Hollywood history, she was noted for her willingness to play unsympathetic, sardonic characters and was famous for her performances in a range of film genres, from contemporary crime melodramas to historical and period films, suspense, horror, and occasional comedies, although her greatest successes were her roles in romantic dramas. After appearing in Broadway plays, Davis moved to Hollywood in 1930. However, her early films for Universal Studios and as a loan-out to other studios were unsuccessful. She joined Warner Brothers in 1932 and established her career with several critically acclaimed performances. In 1937, she attempted to free herself from a contract. Although she lost the well-publicized legal case against the studio, it marked the beginning of the most successful period of her career. Until the 1940s, she was one of American cinema's most celebrated leading ladies, known for her forceful and intense style. Davis gained a reputation as a perfectionist, who could be highly combative and confrontational. She clashed with studio executives and film directors, as well as many of her co-stars. Her forthright manner, idiosyncratic speech, and ubiquitous cigarette contributed to a public persona which has often been imitated. At the time, Betty Davis had no competition, except for Joan Crawford, and their lifelong feud is the stuff of Hollywood legend. It all started in 1936, when Crawford married actor Franchot Tone. I've never forgiven her for that, and I never will. So said Davis in a 1987 interview with journalist Michael Thornton, 52 years after the defining incident in her lifelong hatred of Crawford. In 1935, Davis starred in the drama Dangerous and fell for her co-star. I fell in love with Franchot professionally and privately, she'd say. Unfortunately, Crawford got to tone first, and the couple would announce their engagement during the filming of Dangerous. Crawford, meanwhile, is quoted as saying that Tone thought Betty was a good actress, but he never thought of her as a woman. Davis would go on to win an Oscar for her performance in Dangerous, and yet Crawford had still managed to upstage her. At that very Oscar ceremony, Davis didn't imagine she would win, and so she wore a plain navy dress, an old costume actually, to the ceremony to slight Jack Warner, who forced her to attend to protest the formation of the Screen Actors Guild. When her name was read out, legend has it that Tone got up and embraced her, while his now-wife Crawford refused to budge and kept her back to Davis. After Tone called her out for being rude, Crawford reportedly turned to Davis and said with a sneer, Dear Betty, what a lovely frock. But it was on the set of the 1962 film Whatever Happened to Baby Jane that the most legendary episodes in Davis and Crawford's feud took place. Crawford was on Pepsi's board of directors at the time, as her late husband Alfred Steele was a Pepsi executive. So Davis had a Coke machine installed in her dressing room just to spite Crawford. In one scene where Jane beats Crawford's character Blanche, Crawford requested a body double because she didn't trust David not to hurt her for real. 
She was reportedly proved right during a close-up in which a body double could not be used, where Davis hit her hard in the head, hard enough to require stitches, though Davis insisted that she barely touched her. Crawford got her payback during the filming of another scene, where Jane drags Blanche out of bed and across the room. Knowing that Davis had back problems, Crawford made herself as heavy as possible, either by filling her pockets with rocks, wearing a weightlifter's belt, or simply making herself dead weight, depending on which report you believe, and deliberately ruined several takes, forcing Davis to drag her around again and again until she was in agony. Even when filming had wrapped on Baby Jane, the tension kept simmering, helped along by the Academy, which opted to give Davis an Oscar nod for her performance, along with supporting actor Victor Buono, while overlooking Crawford. Not only did Crawford campaign hard against Davis, who was the favorite for that year's Best Actress prize, but she made arrangements to get up on stage herself at any cost. Noting that several of the year's nominees were unable to attend the ceremony, Crawford offered to collect the Best Actress award on their behalf. And so, when the absent Anne Bancroft's name was read out, Crawford went up to accept the Oscar on her behalf as Davis watched in shock and posed happily with Bancroft's award alongside the night's actual winners backstage. Betty Davis died in 1989 at the age of 81. In her almost six-decade-long career, Davis was the first actor to garner ten Academy Award nominations, with two wins for Best Actress, and was the first woman to receive a Lifetime Achievement Award from the American Film Institute. Both her professional and personal life went through several periods of eclipse. In 1961, Davis negotiated a deal for Baby Jane, which included 10% of worldwide gross, making her the highest-paid woman in America, but later admitted that her success had often been at the expense of her personal relationships. Married four times, she was once widowed and thrice divorced, and raised her children as a single parent. Her final years were marred by a long period of ill health, but she continued acting until shortly before her death from breast cancer, with more than 100 film, television, and theater roles to her credit. In 1999, Davis was placed only second behind Katherine Hepburn on the American Film Institute's list of the greatest female stars of classic Hollywood cinema. If you want a thing done well, get a couple of old broads to do it. A quote from perhaps the toughest old broad in Hollywood history, Betty Davis. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.